What's up, y'all? It's Zach with Living Corporate, and yes, you're listening to a B-side. Now, yes, we've introduced the purpose of a B-side before, but every episode is someone's first episode. So for our new folks, B-sides are essentially random shows we have in between our larger shows. These are much less structured and somehow even more lit, that's right, more lit than our regularly scheduled shows. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I say more lit, watch this. Sound man gonna give me some air horns right here. And then the beat's gonna change and drop right here. Now, look. This particular episode, we have a very special guest, okay? This guest is named Emily Mithner. Emily is a public speaker, a networker, social media, subject matter expert, a consultant, and perhaps most notably, she's the CEO of FindSpark, a certified women's-owned business enterprise that connects employees to top diverse early career talent and has produced more than 250 career programs and cultivated an online and active community of over 30,000, that's right, three zero. Zero 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 young professionals and top employers, including HBO, BuzzFeed, NBC Universal, L'Oreal, Showtime, Gray, Bustle, Ralph Lauren, and Univision, inspiring career optimism in diverse young professionals around the world and empowering them with actionable career changing tips and tools. Now, listen, folks, before I even get Emily on the show, you heard me say all those names. You know, I'm gonna get at least a couple of those names. We live in corporate. This is crazy. You see these names? Y'all hear these names? Anyway, Emily, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing really well. It's Friday, so can't complain too much. That's right. Now, Emily, talk to us about Fine Spark. Where did the name come from and how did y'all begin? Absolutely. So we actually went through a name change. Uh, So our initial name used to be NY Creative Interns way, way, way back in the day. Uh, But that gives a little sneak peek into the inspiration behind starting it. Uh, So I was a a creative young student myself at at one point. Uh, And really during my college years is when I realized that there really weren't a lot of great career resources out there, especially ones that focused on networking and building relationships. And I found that to be immensely powerful and important in my own career, even just starting out looking for internships and my first jobs. And so I knew that I wanted to create something that uh, really emphasizes the importance of creating a strong network for yourself early on, and also to create actually fun and enjoyable experiences and ways for employers to connect with talent and doing it in a very in- inclusive way where everyone could feel welcome, whether it was their you know first time networking or millionth time networking. Uh, and so I took the skills that I had in uh, event planning and uh, social media and that that's what I um, really used to, to start FindSpark and, and create these experiences for people of all different backgrounds to get a better understanding of all the different types of career opportunities that are out there uh, and get you know better access to them um, regardless of you know where their starting point is. That's amazing. So as I mentioned in the introduction, and I hyped it up, but I don't really think it was hype. (laughs) You've been able to connect with some fairly major names. So my first off, major props to you and air horns are going to be placed right here because of all these crazy, amazing brands. But secondly, how did you do it? And wait, before you answer the second question, my third question is, how can you hook up Living Corporate with some of these amazing names? Because these names are crazy. Uh, Well, you know, I think the the best 
place to start when you're building anything is, you know, with whatever semblance of a network that you do have. Uh, and so, you know, really, I when I was starting FindSpark, I talked to um, as many folks that I could that I already knew, um, friends, uh, mostly friends from college, um, people I had met at events. Uh, you know, as you could guess, I'm a big event geek and I really, you know, really, really love events and, and um, personally go to many of them. And so I'm pretty, um, I, w- I was always putting myself out there. And um, when I had the idea for Find Spark, I would just really talk to as many people as I could about it. And I think that's something that a lot of people get wrong when they're trying to start something is they think, well, I don't want to talk about it yet, or it's not perfect yet, or I don't want somebody to steal my idea um, and things of that nature. I, I mean, I think it's it's good to talk to as many people as possible because you never know how they might be able to help you. Uh, and so really started by doing small events, uh, inviting people that I knew, or just inviting people that I found through my own research online. And, you know, when you have a really awesome mission of, you know, taking something that's usually uh, really crappy, which is networking, (laughs) and, you know, saying that, hey, like, this is actually going to be enjoyable, it's going to be a really great group, um, and, you know, you're going to connect with folks who maybe are outside of your normal network, it's it's a pretty um, easy carrot to put in front of people, Uh, and by always... By always creating a very welcoming and inclusive environment from day one, we we've just built a, a extremely diverse crowd and in, in you know and in the broadest sense, you know, not just gender and ethnicity. Uh, and so that you know that really got the attention of employers. Uh, in in addition to uh, employers seeing that like wow, like they're creating these really fun ways to connect with um, with these candidates. And when I started, it was. I would say definitely more of a, um, uh, it was harder to get jobs when I started FindSpark, you know, it was like right around, you know, off of like the 2008 um, tough times when it was hard for really anyone to get a job. Um, But now uh, it's really switched, I think, to be more of a candidate's marketplace. And so, you know, employers need to be competitive uh, in terms of, you know, showing showing candidates why they're the best place to work and have the best opportunities and um, opportunities for growth. And so that's, uh, you know, that's what they really come to us for is to show that they're, you know, investing in, you know, new and different ways to connect with talent and not just going to, you know, the same top 10 colleges and posting on their job board and, you know, getting referrals from from people that, you know, they're going above and beyond to create experiences and opportunities for, uh, for talent to connect with them. Was there ever a moment while building Fine Spark that you said, "Wow, this is uh, this is pretty special"? Uh, you know, well, I would say going back to you know all these great partners that we've been able to work with, these great employers. I mean, I think every time we get to do something incredible, and you know whether or not it's a a huge employer like you know Gray Advertising or NBC Universal. I mean, even the smaller companies, or you know, you probably haven't heard of them because they're not a consumer-facing name. But we know that they have incredible opportunities. And you know, those moments where we are building something that's going to connect folks to you know a career or life-changing uh, you know opportunity or connection. I mean, th- those are always the best moments, and you know, luckily they happen fairly often. 
so so those are yeah I would say the, those moments where we're you know building these partnerships getting them off the ground and then also just you know the the positive aftermath of them when you know you get the the follow-ups of um, folks who made positive connections and um, who you had an impact on uh, I have a, a very wonderful starred starred inbox uh, folder of folks who you know have shared their successes and that's always really really exciting and rewarding I bet so you know you made mention earlier about making connections right you said it's a candidate's market and how you know mm-hmm. employers are seeking to really uh, to get and acquire true talent so I'm curious what advice would you give organizations who are seeking to be more inclusive and diverse by mm-hmm. hiring ethnically diverse millennial talent and, and what have mm-hmm. you seen work Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think one important thing is to realize the, the difference between diversity and inclusion, right? They're often p- paired together. And we even talk about, you know, at FindSpark, we, we talk about how we support diversity and inclusion, but they are two different things. And so, you know, for us, our ideal clients and for the employers we're working with, we, we really want to make sure that they have the inclusion side down um, before they start partnering with us in an external way that's more focused on diversity. And we do also do DNI consulting and we'll work internally as like an advisor as well if they're at that you know internal stage because you know there's no point in attracting diverse talent or talent that might not be representative of like how your company makeup is as a whole if you're going to get them in the door and then not be providing um, the support they need to thrive and to grow because then they're just going to leave. So, you know, doing those internal sort of audits first of what is the, um, in, you know, climate of inclusivity um, are your hiring practices and or your interview practices and your onboarding practices um, as inclusive as they can be, um, you know, and really getting all of that back end structure set up first um, before before going on the external side. And if you have all of that, um, you know, internal stuff, you know, set up and you have that going, uh, then in terms of the external side, I would say, you know, you know, of course, it's in- inserting yourself into communities and places where there is um, where there is diverse talent or t- talent that's not coming from the most obvious places. Um, you know, FindSpark is a great partner because we have um, so many different schools represented in our community, um, and we focus on what we call early career talent. So that's folks with about zero to five years experience. So they're either in uh, repping currently at tons of different schools, or um, you know have graduated from them. But uh, you know it can be easy to focus on just a few schools with you know a few top programs and that sort of thing. But you know um, you, you have to think beyond the, the obvious. Uh, and I would say um, the other thing is to give opportunities to folks on your team who, um, to a diverse range of folks on your team when it comes to thought leadership, when it t- comes to creating content, when it comes to having a say in what sort of partnerships or recruiting practices that you are doing, um, because uh, that that's really important too for people to see externally that folks who are in your company already from diverse backgrounds are are elevated and have the opportunity to um, you know make significant contributions and that sort of thing. No, absolutely. It's it's funny that you it's interesting that you bring that up because you know to your point, it's not just about having black and brown folks in the audience. It's like okay, well, who actually has the decision making authority and power? Right. Right. So mm-hmm. if you if you see a bunch of there's a 
I mean, like not to be like not to be too crash, right? But like if you look at in the 1800s, like plantations were very diverse, but they weren't inclusive, right? Like you had black folks everywhere, but yep. there was only so many. There was a certain group of people who were only in power, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. how do you figure out and how do you include and make sure that people who are uh, who are not necessarily the majority still feel involved and empowered with the decision making of what's really happening around. So to your point around the thought leadership right. and actually being able to say, look, I was able to contribute to something. I was actually able to say point to something and say, no, I actually had a hand in driving that. That's so mm-hmm. important. So mm-hmm. so as you know, living corporate focuses on the experiences of underrepresented people groups in the workplace. In my experience, mm-hmm. so much of networking is built off of who you know. Like if you're a first generation yep. immigrant or if you're a black or Latinx person, etc., your social circles are drastically smaller than your white counterparts. What advice mm-hmm. have have you or influencers within FindSpark Network given to people of color as they seek to grow their network and navigate their careers? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I also, in addition to FindSpark, I'm also an adjunct professor at a couple of colleges, and I teach uh, career and social media courses. And there are different courses, different types of students. One is senior computers, um, computer animation students at SVA. Um, another is a mix of different types of students at FIT, different grades, uh, grade levels. But an assignment that I give to both of them is to... Uh, reach out and get an reach out using only social media uh, and the internet to uh, get an informational interview with someone who you admire and it's so simple and as you know older folks you and I um, not too old of course um, (laughs) but you know we we understand that concept and that it's important and that you can do that but younger people especially younger people who might be coming from families who don't understand what they want to do um, or have, you know, no connections in the world where they want to go. Um, It's not obvious that, oh, I can just find someone whose work I admire and and say hi and, like, ask them for their time. Like, what? I didn't even, what? Like, really? I don't, are you sure? Uh, You know, especially younger, you know, like at, at FIT, a lot of my students are on the younger side. They might be, like, freshman or sophomore sophomores um and you know they don't learn that kind of thing in high school like they're not teaching the importance of networking you're learning like how to take a SAT test and that kind of thing um and so they don't realize like how important it is to learn from other people and how open people are um and they're used to using social media for joking around with their friends and like being doofuses and you know which which I think is another misnomer that older people have is like oh young people they they know all about how to use social media to um, do anything that they want. And, you know, yes, it's true that younger people are more, um, they are more digital natives in the sense they know how to use the tools, like, logistically. Like, they would, like, more intuitively understand how to use different apps and Snapchat and all that kind of stuff. But that doesn't mean that they understand how they can use it professionally. Uh, and, you know, they have this whole another layer of you know a complete additional layer or many different layers um of etiquette that they have to deal with like how do i present myself on all these different platforms to my professors to my peers to potential employers or mentors etc etc um and so just really empowering them that yes you can use the internet which is so amazing that you can reach out to so many different types of people so easily to connect with folks and really take ownership of, of building a network. 
and um, and getting them into the mindset that you know most people will not respond to them as well, right? Because I, I which which you know I, I I'm not just like yes, it's, you know the internet is magic and you can get all the people you want in your network <laughs> so easily yeah. and it's no big deal. Like no, you know I teach them it's possible, but it takes a lot of effort and it takes time. And of course you want to be creating great work on your own um, and show them that you're someone worth investing their time in because of, you know, your work ethic and things that you've created and done and that sort of thing. Um, But that, you know, yes, a lot of people, most people will not respond to you and not get back to you and that's okay. But the important thing is that you, you try and you, you try in an authentic way, you know, by reaching out to people who you truly admire uh, you're going to send better notes. You're going to have better meetings because you know you truly admire them. Versus like I'm going to send the same message to 20 different people at Viacom because I just want to take any job at Viacom. Right? right like right, that's right. that's not going to work. Uh, so so again, especially if you're not coming into this, you know, into a career uh, with a built-in family network or a strong network from col- college because maybe your campus is not one that companies come to and and that sort of thing just knowing that there are so many people out there who want to help you and guide you and support you and so it's just a matter of finding those people um, you know looking at, across different platforms and focus on people who have already shown shown an interest in helping others you know, so those would be like people with podcasts right. <laughs> or people who have blogs or people who are actively posting on social media or people who put their emails in their social media bios. You right. know, they do like that for the, a reason. Yeah. And, and still people will be hesitant to reach out, you know, but so focus on those types of people, people who do speaking engagements, who have written books, you know, there's different levels of that sort of thing. Um, but those people are just more likely to be responsive as well and so if you are someone who is from an underrepresented background as well um i would say you know it's it's important um well really for anyone to just to make yourself accessible to folks um as well to be able to to pay it forward so again i'm not trying to be a fan of two starstruck but i see those names you've been able to connect with how much of that has to do with you stepping out of your comfort zone and putting yourself just putting yourself out there yeah, um, well, I think it's it's huge, uh, and I think what makes it easier is really knowing and having knowing that you have something of value to offer, and also just really understanding of uh, understanding why it, it, it will be valuable to you know the company or the person, because you know at the end of the day everybody's got their own problems and right. they 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 want to look good and they want to help their company grow. So you know when you're approaching anyone whether it's for a partnership or you're just a person like looking for a job you know it's really understanding um what their needs are and how you can help help with that need and help solve that problem and you know ultimately make the person who vouched for you again whether that's the talent acquisition person or the person who's you know bringing on your company as a partner you know making them look good like making them be like wow i'm so happy that I made this happen, that I brought this person on or, you know, brought this partnership to life. Okay. So I don't want the interview to get too far away from us before I ask about what Fine Spark has planned in 2019 and you letting us know where we can learn more about your organization and why professionals and employers alike should engage your platform. Awesome. Of course. Well, uh, so, I mean, in terms of our plans, like we have uh, created so many 
incredible uh, programs over the last year and are going to be doing more and more in 2019. So, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of custom partnerships with employers. Uh, one of my favorite recent examples is we worked with Gray Advertising to create a free eight-week portfolio school for aspiring creatives who had um, not already been through some sort of formal advertising program, whether through an official portfolio school or a well-known advertising um, college or university. So we brought a really, really diverse group of students who all had to apply to attend, it was, or apply to be a part of it. It was very competitive. Uh, and they had access to this incredible education from top creatives at Gray. They got to present uh, final projects, their final campaign projects to the chief worldwide creative officer at Gray. I mean, like this was a incredibly like career and life-changing opportunity for those selected. Uh, so doing more and more programs like that, um, where we are able to create these really, really meaningful connections and education, um, educational opportunities as well. Uh, and also we're doing more to support the inclusion side of employers and their initiatives as well. Uh, so our NBC Universal partnership we just did, uh, not only did we bring in, create a, an event where we brought in uh, 40 curated FindSpark members um, and, and candidates essentially, uh, but the event also, uh, they invited uh, 40 folks from their uh, young professionals network at NBC to come to this event as well and hear from this panel of incredible ad sales professionals um, at NBC Universal. So, you know, not only was it a great way to build a pipeline of potential candidates to bring into NBC, but for, you know, NBC has tons of employer uh, employees with tons of potential too. And so curating, um, you know, a great group of those folks to also learn and network with the folks we brought in um, was really exciting. So again, doing more uh, programs that also support that internal, like we would talk about, like inclusion and providing opportunities for underrepresented talent um, inside and outside of your organization to excel and grow uh, is, you know, what we're doing more and more of. Uh, and so in terms of where folks can learn more, definitely follow us on Instagram. And I know that's how we connected. So got to right. give some shout out to, to the gram. That's right. Uh, shout so out to the gram. <laughs> we're at FindSpark on Instagram and every um, platform. So I always say make your Instagram feed a little bit more productive, uh, but still fun. Uh, and then uh, if you go to findspark.com slash newsletter, if you're a young professional, uh, early career professional, you can sign up to hear all about our opportunities and findspark.com slash employer uh, employers is where you can learn more about partnering with us to connect with our talent base. That's awesome. Now, look, before we go, do you have any shout outs or final words? Uh, I would say always be connecting with people who you find interesting and do it in a genuine way and don't just connect with them but always make sure that you're also creating time to maintain those relationships by practicing what I like to call unforced follow-up uh, which is you know when you see something whether it's an Instagram post or an email or an article and you think and you think of someone in your network uh, most people do that and they just think about them but then they move on with their day uh, if you take the couple of minutes when that happens to actually take the time to send it to that person or tag them in the post, send them an email with no intention other than just saying, hey, I, I thought of you. This is the thing that made me think of you. Um, that sort of thing will really help you maintain your network as well, which is super, um, super important. 
always be connecting. I like that. We mm-hmm. might have found yeah. the subtitle for this podcast. Cause see, I think the episode. Now, tell me how you feel about the title of this podcast. This episode is going to be mm-hmm. finding that spark with Emily Mithner. How you feel about that? I love it. Okay. All right. Perfect. Well, look. <laughs> well, look. That does it for us, y'all. Thank you for joining us on the Living Corporate Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Living Corporate, Twitter at Living Corp underscore Pod, and subscribe to our newsletter through www.living-corporate.com. If you have a question you'd like for us to answer and read on the show, make sure you email us at Living Corporate Podcast at gmail.com. This has been Zach, and you've been listening to Emily Mithner, CEO of Fine Spark. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.